Welcome into all our dads out there and all our moms. You are listening to episode 116 of the Fade You podcast. Make sure you are following us on Twitter before you listen to anything else. At Fade You Sports, subscribe to the pod, hit that subscribe button. I don't care if you listen to every other show. I don't care if you listen to one show a month. Subscribe, get our shows when they come out, and that really helps us out. So please do that. My name is Matthew James at Matthew James 78 on Twitter. I'm joined by several dads waiting on one more as usual, right? I uh, really wanted to ask him how things are going with Ed. So hopefully Chris, uh, hopefully he's probably Chris with Ed right now. Make it, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> waiting for Ed to finish. That's why, that's why he's not on yet. Uh, Joe is here at Joe underscore knows triple underscore on Twitter. Uh, Joe, you literally just walked in the door from work. Good day, I Dad. I, I had a fabulous day. A lot of driving, which is fine because I'm on, on vacation right now. As of uh, when, as soon as I walked through that door, I made a Jack and Coke, and I will be off to Big Bear tomorrow for three days. And That's I'm just going to binge right. drink and get wrecked. So That's it's going right. to be a good time. Lots of blagging for our dad and Big Bear over the next. I'll just be days. completely blagged. Maybe I'll <laughs> I'll fire a couple of daily degens. Who knows? I've been a lazy fuck. I actually been too busy to do them lately, but. You know, people miss giving me your plays. I always, I, I get several a day, but I, yeah. So we'll see. Keep sending them. It'll be a good weekend. Hell yeah. Well, we'll get the daily gens back soon. Uh, what has filled the space in the meantime, we have Kmar and Neil here. Uh, the two dads, one, one ball. Is that what it is? Two dads, one ball, right? Yeah. Two dads, one ball. I love it. I love it. I love that you guys are getting into college basketball because that's something I have slacked on recently. Um, I love the long shots. I don't even know if you guys can call them long shots because you you're winning them and hitting them. Uh, nice one on what was it? FSU against Duke. Yeah, we had Florida State the other night against Duke. Is our I don't, I don't really know if we're going to keep calling it long shot or or whatnot, but you know that that was our money line play. We missed last. We missed DePaul last night by a point. Oh, yeah, fuckers were winning all game, and then they they blow it in the final. And uh, FSU was a nice little what double overtime sweat. Yeah, Jesus. All right, yeah. I mean, we're recording on January twentieth. It's it's college basketball season. I mean, we're all NFL today, and we'll get to the four games this weekend. But it is time to take a peek. At college hoops, because uh, conference play is well underway. Uh, we're still not sure why there's no fans at Pac-12 games. We'll keep an eye on that. We're going to check this SC Colorado game later and see if that's a Pac-12 thing or if that's just some California bullshit. So California bullshit. Oh my god, what else is new? So our last show on Monday night, we recorded some very early thoughts on the divisional round games. Four games. Uh, we had some good ideas and some good shit from the dads. I know in our in our group text today, we had some narratives being thrown out there. So I guess anybody want to start with just 
anything that's changed? Is there one game in particular that you've either changed your mind about or started to weigh a little more heavily? And then we'll just go game to game that way. I mean, from Monday night to here we are recording Thursday afternoon. Anybody changing your mind on any game so far? I'm not changing my mind, but I'm kind of reassuring myself, at least with Cincinnati and Tennessee. I thought there'd be a lot more money on the Bengals, but everything's coming in on Tennessee. Line's gone from three to three and a half. So, yeah, man, I love Tennessee. I love them at three and a half. I'll buy the hook. But, you know, Den's probably going to be on them too, which sucks. And I'll just reiterate with Joe, I thought the same thing. I, th- I, I, I still hold steadfast that I think Cincinnati is going to be sort of a public darling, but it hasn't uh, come out that way so far. But we all know I think the public's going to wait and bet this, you know, Friday night, you know, Saturday morning. Um, so even though the numbers are heavily skewed, I think, till Tennessee, like Joe said, like I, I got to think that the public's going to come in and be more on Tennessee. So I already have Tennessee at the minus three. Um, but with Joe, I, I – I have more steadfast in that Tennessee play right now. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm curious what happens to this line on game day. This is the first game of the weekend. This is the Saturday, 1.30 Eastern start. Uh, Kyle, you weren't here last time when we discussed this game. Most of the dads are going to be on Tennessee. You want to talk about your baby Bengals for a second growing up right before our eyes? I mean, what what are their chances to pull an upset here? Uh, it's funny. I'm talking to a guy I just met in the waiting room here, Jabari, and we were just talking about the Bengals and Derrick Henry coming back. But, um, I mean, they they got a chance, you know, if they're able to run the ball, you know, slow that clock, break everything open for Burrow. Um, you know, he's got the three-headed monsters on the outside. We all know who those kids are. So, I mean, I think they got a good shot, but I mean, I've undervalued Tennessee all season. Uh, finally watching them in the final couple of weeks, their defense, you know, is playing pretty well with Frable. So they kind of remind me of two years ago, that team that went into Baltimore and beat, beat Lamar Jackson when all of us here, or maybe not all of us, but at least three of us didn't think that was going to happen. Just kept live wagering and losing more money than we should have. So, you know, it's going to come down to the turnover battle. Um, Burrow's got to, you know, find his open receivers, hit him. And I, th- I think it'll be a game, um, you know, barring any uh, crazy turnovers. But uh, I would definitely, I mean, I'm, you know me, I'm going to play the Bengals three and a half. Just, uh, you know, money line's a little, little scary. Kyle, we know you didn't even have to say anything, and we already know you're doing a Niners Bengals money line parlay. <laughs> oh, I have to on Saturday. Like, worst kept uh, secret in the world. I already did a uh, hundred dollars. You did Niners, Bengals, Bucks, and Bills. That wins about twenty eight hundred. So, <laughs> so the yeah, dogs go. Win. Dogs went one and five outright last week. You just need them to go three and one outright this week. Yeah, why not? I just said, believe in miracles. I did a parlay too. I just don't remember what it was. Oh yeah, Titans, Niners, Bucks, Bills. So pretty similar, all money line. Maybe somebody can pull this up real quick. I'm curious what Tennessee was against the spread as a favorite this season. I would, if anybody can pull that up, I'll pull it up. Give me just okay. A yeah. So Cincinnati's tough for me because Kyle knows this. I always felt they were a year away from being where they are now. They, I have, it's Kyle, it's funny you say you underestimated Tennessee. 
I've underestimated Cincy all season. So Matt, yeah, four and four. Okay. So it's not like, I mean, we, we respect Tennessee for sure on this show, but it seems like they were better in the dog role because they had all those outright upsets in the middle of the season. But to Joe's point from the other night, people on people maybe have forgotten about what a fully or more fully healthy Titans team looks like. So tough game for me. I mean, one thing I think we can all agree on is that Burrow is fucking awesome. And uh, is Burrow the coolest quarterback left in the playoffs? Yeah. Since big Ben's not there anymore. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Not I don't know. Patrick, Jimmy's got some Patrick, swag. Jimmy's got gives swag. a shit about Jimmy though. I think Patrick by a mile. I think Jimmy's kind of a. I don't know. Jimmy's kind of goofy. I don't Jimmy think he's does goofy. He, he's slaying shit. That motherfucker slays. He's been taking advantage of California women. I can guarantee you that. Uh, that's no, for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. The uh, down in the no, San Fernando Valley. Mahomes. Every kid fucking loves you know Patrick Mahomes. He's got the cool hair. He's in all the fucking commercials. Like, yeah, he's he's probably the coolest quarterback left. Mahomes has kind of I don't a, like him. He has a stupid voice though. He's got that frog voice they always make fun of him for. Yeah, but Burrow, fuck, dude, Burrow, Burrow man, goddamn football. <laughs> Burrow's got the glasses. Burrow's got the hair. Like, I don't know. Burrow just is. He's just cool. He's so no, easy to me. root for. The team is so easy to root for. So I'm torn because, like, I want to see Tennessee. In the next round, I want to see them host a championship game and and play Buffalo or KC. But Cincinnati is just they're really likable. I don't know what it is. What about this, Matt? Do let's do a fuck Mary kill. Uh football aside, we're talking just like personality, looks, etc. You go Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy G, Joe Burrow. Wow. I don't know. I'm not a Jimmy guy. So <laughs> we're not talking football here. We're talking just personality. Oh my God. It's hard to separate the football dad. What would you do? <laughs> I think I'm fucking Jimmy G marrying Joe Burrow, killing Patrick Mahomes. That's exactly wow. what, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. These are the things the listeners really want to hear about, this, dude. This, we don't give yeah, a fuck about betting you. lines. Gay cast. Oh, Fox here comes the- Chris Duke. Oh, Chris. Speaking oh. of gay things that <laughs> hang out with Ed, we got Chris here. Hey, Chris, how's it? How are things with Ed? We really we're all dying for an Ed update. For those who don't know, uh, Ed is Chris's gay friend, and uh, Ed buys Chris shots and alcohol, and Chris takes advantage of it like a uh, co-ed in her early twenties, and it's great. Yeah, and there's nothing bad about being gay. That's not what we're saying. It's just funny no. that Chris Chris is taking advantage of his kindness and leading him on, which we just bust his balls about. Which maybe he won't. Maybe he'll buy him enough drinks, and Chris doesn't get let doesn't lead him on. Just lets him sesh. Yeah, Chris lets him sesh. Chris, uh, where are things in the relationship right now? So things are getting a little too hairy, dude. I think I'm gonna. I text you guys the other day. So- I might have to, I might have to abandon ship here, dude. Cause, uh, he keeps kind of saying like, when are you going to let me, you know, 
do stuff and i'm like sorry dad it's just i'm just not that kind of guy but we could do shots and shit so i don't shots know but what he wants <laughs> i think i think he wants shots to lead to something else but he does tell me he loves me so i don't fucking care the guy loves me he, he's i'm not taking advantage of him it's like if you guys love someone uh... you guys buy him shots you could fucking not be in a relationship with someone but love them and be like i'm buying this guy a fucking shot chris did you love every, every girl that you bought a shitload of drinks for in college okay i guess not oh, i just you know i just <laughs> fucking no but i was a nice guy and i knew i knew a lot of girls that i bought drinks for i wasn't gonna sesh and ed just knows i'm a married guy he tells everyone at the bar he's like this is chris i love him He's my boyfriend, but he's a straight guy. I'm a gay guy, and he has a wife, so he's. But I'm his side guy. But he just knows. He just wants to be a side piece, dude. You just gotta let him get a taste. You know, (laughs) just pay him back, man. No, but Kyle, I don't know why you said we were all live wagering the Ravens because Den was on the Ravens, and that was back when Den actually lost, and we were winning a lot. We are all over the Titans that night, so we'll see. But Den has already texted me. He's on Titans, Bucks, Packers, and I think he kind of likes the Bills. So, of course, fave, 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 and uh, a little bit of a trendy dog. So we're going to need some dogs. Of course, he's going with the GOAT, Tom Brady. He's got the longest cock of anyone in the playoffs still. So we're going to need Matt Stafford to not be, like, have his, his usual inverted penis and pull it out and play a good game. Jeez. Well, I mean, hey, that was the formula for Den last week, and it all faves, and then the one kind of attractive dog, and it definitely got there for him. His sides, his full game sides went five and one last week. So just like all the other betting public. Anyway, last thing on Ed, Chris, you love the attention and don't deny that you don't. Anybody got anybody else have anything on Cincinnati, Tennessee? How about a play on the total? 47 and a half feels like kind of the right number, but I mean, Kyle was even saying earlier, if the Bengals can run the ball, chew up some clock, I feel like Tennessee is just totally fine in a low scoring game. I don't know that either one of these teams wants to go up and down the field under uh, dude, Matt uh, differentials towards the over, but it it's a square one. It's 65% of bets. 88% of the money on the over. So little square, but who knows, man. But I do agree. I think it's an under. Hopefully Den will fire the over. You know, he'll be uh, itching to do that. But just the other the other three, every game is looking like an over on the public side, at least. Other than the Niners and Green Bay, that was 50-50. But other games, huge. All the money is on the over on every fucking game. 98% in Buffalo, 98% in Tampa. Tennessee to game over. to me, barring a – turnover crazy turnover on the five yard line or a defensive touchdown or a punt return touchdown god that one feels like 24 21 24 20 we'll see we'll see 31 19 tennessee that's my guess I just real quick we talked about on the last pod about Vrabel how he's done either uh on long after a long rest. So this year off the bye, they beat Jacksonville 20 to nothing off of their Thursday game. They beat Miami 34 to three. This is when Miami was coming off their seven straight wins. If we go back to last year off the bye, 
42 to 16 against Buffalo after their Thursday long lay- layoff. They go to Baltimore. They win 30 to 24. So Vrabel's four and zero straight up the last four last two are super impressive. We go back. I said eight, eight and zero straight up um, dating back last four seasons. When you give Vrabel, you know, super dad, you know, any time of extra time to, to plan and game plan. So. That's a good one. That's worth repeating. I mean, we, we sung Vrabel's praises the other night. Anybody who's willing to chop off his cog to win a Super Bowl, uh, that's that's a dad right there. 100%. Total right. dad move. Let's move on. Niners-Packers, man. Uh, when we talked Monday night, we were wondering what would happen with this uh, news that Jimmy has a slightly sprained throwing shoulder. Um, he's He's good to go. Kyle said he threw it great in practice. And so Jimmy's fine. I, I think they got good news on Fred Warner. I think they're going to get good news on Nick Bosa, that important cog on the D-line. Shout out cash considerations. Uh, five and a half pretty much across the board. It did get to six at one point earlier in the week. Looks like most places is back down to five and a half. Joe, where has the differential settled on this one? Right now, it's still looking like a Niner bet. 45% of bets, 68% of the money on uh, the Niners plus five and a half. But there's going to be a bunch of money that comes in on this late Saturday game. So, you know, there's going to be the early Saturday one. All these people are going to win their money, maybe, if all the favorites and fucking overs it. And then, you know, they'll be itching to fire and change that up. So we'll see what happens. But I think consensus, dude, it's been the Niners are pretty live dog here from what I've heard. That seems to be what people are saying. Uh, who had the Jimmy G underdog trend that they threw out? What was that that you guys – somebody sent it that's in our group text today. That was me. Just give me just a second here. God damn, dude. You got me working overtime on my phone right now. Oh, yeah. So, Niners, six-point consensus. Jimmy's 13-5 and five outright and 14-4 ATS as an underdog, including the playoffs. Pretty Talk damn about good. Teddy- Teddy Tucox being a good cover guy as a dog. Look at Jimmy, man. So here's here's what I'm seeing weather-wise. So high during the day in Green Bay on Saturday, 21 degrees. That's fine. Saturday night, I've got a low of minus one. A few flurries or snow showers possible. Low of minus one degree. Yeah. Hey, Chris, how fast would your dick freeze off in minus one degree? Uh, Ed would still suck it, <laughs> but it'd be small. Dude, you know what I, I heard too, Matt. Um, uh, there is a Sacramento Bee reporter, a Niners reporter. Which he one? said he think. Fuck, I don't remember his name. Oh, okay. you're from Sacramento. I forgot. Uh, they mentioned it on uh, the shout out Haberman and Middlecoff podcast that the, he thinks that the cold is actually good for Jimmy G because it'll numb his thumb and his shoulder. And I was like, wow, that's a fucking crazy angle. I would have wow. never thought of that. That's next right? level right there. Didn't, yeah. Jimmy G is it. from, he's from Chicago. He fucking, I was going to say, know, he, didn't he go to Northern Illinois? He probably Eastern, played in yes. Yeah. Or Eastern. He, yeah. He's, he's, he's used to the cold. Like, and I think I, mean, I thought that was a great point. I'm like, fuck, I would have never thought of that. That's interesting. I mean, we're also going to see this is going to be a really 
interesting game to keep an eye on in terms of like momentum because Green Bay obviously had the bye last week. Even week 18, Rodgers only played a little bit. They put in all the backups and they lose to the Lions, whatever. The Niners have played two extremely high-pressure, high-intensity games in a row. And a lot of people will argue that that momentum carries over and that they've been playing really intense football and that they're ready to go for this game. Kyle, do you want to speak to that? Like, does that mean shit that you have – a Packers team that's kind of been chilling versus a Niners team that's just been playing just with huge balls here for two weeks. Like, does that mean anything? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it definitely means something. Remember when I texted you after they beat the Rams, I said, this team's getting healthy at the right time. Look out. Um, I mean, to, to your point, what you're asking me, yeah, I mean, you know, momentum is obviously huge this time of the year. Uh, it's, it's the reason why we've seen teams with Eli Manning win the Super Bowl twice against Tom Brady because they got hot at the right time. Um, I, I honestly, I mean, I know I'm a homer and I probably sound like it's so much here, but it's it's really hard not to like kind of get excited just a little bit, you know, just seeing everything because I honestly don't think the Packers can stop the 49ers offense at all. I think they're going to run. Jimmy G's just going to have to convert third and three, third and four of those timely throws. Um, I, I think they can get it done. Um, I mean, plus six. I, I texted you guys. I don't understand what that number's about. Like, that's that's crazy to me. I mean, this, this team to me is so much better than that week three team we saw. And, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love what Joe was saying. You know, it's a live dog, but – just makes me want to uh, put even more money on it. Neil, is there anything to the fact that all the pressure in the world is on the Packers? This is probably their last good chance, like real good chance with Rodgers because of all the uncertainty coming up this offseason because of what happened last offseason. Anything to that where, I mean – I don't want to say the Niners are happy to be here and fortunate to be here. They're obviously a really good team when they put it all together, but uh, all the pressure in the world on green Bay, does that matter? Yeah, I don't think so because the Packers have such a good year and it feels like that, that, that narrative that Rogers is having, you know, some, some struggles and challenges with, with upper management as, has really all dissipated, at least from what I've heard. I haven't heard it. I mean, since the season starts, I've heard very little of it at all. Um, I would just be more concerned, you know, the, the, Niners had some small injuries. They are, I think the other piece is right that they're off of short rest. So it's not only does Green Bay have all the, you know, two weeks off, but Niners are coming off of just six days, right? Um, so they get a shortened week. Um, you know, we talked about the, the extra buy that helps Tennessee. It's conversely, you know, the Packers aren't particularly great off a of buy. So, you know, the past 10 seasons, Packers and Shelton only seven and six straight up, six, six and one against the spread, you know, coming off a of buy. So um, take that for what it for what it's worth. But I, I don't think the narrative is as far as the pressure being on Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay. I, I don't see that as being being much. Okay, so that. Ju- because to yeah, that, definitely. I, I, because I, to that, I don't think he's going anywhere. I, at next season, he'll he'll be a Packer. I'll, I will, I bet that. So, Joe, the question is this: Is Jimmy gonna fuck it up and do something stupid? I don't is think he- so, man. If if 
if you're a Niner, if you're rooting for the Niners with you put your money on the Niners, I think you want this weather to be fucking terrible. Just limit Aaron Rodgers as much as possible. The Niners got to run the ball and control the clock, keep him off the field, play solid defense, get after him. If they can do that, they're going to cover that spread. But Aaron Rodgers has an incredible cock piece that can put up 35 plus on anybody, especially at home. And that Jimmy's not fully healthy. We know that. So that's, I think that that's where the line is. That's why it's plus six. If Jimmy was healthy, this is probably a plus three and a half, plus four, where it opened originally, but he's not healthy. And it's plus six. I feel like that's the perfect line. Um, but we'll see, man. Aaron Rodgers 0-3 in the playoffs against the Niners. Fuck, man. You don't think he's going to come out for blood and try to put it down their throats? Who knows? It'll be tough. But, you know, what? we know what side we're going to be on. Den's not yeah. firing the Niners. No. Den will 100% fire Green Bay. So, Number, money's going to be on the Niners no matter what. So we just got to hope they're going to be a live dog. I just, I can't get that throw in the fourth quarter against Dallas out of my mind. And I'm just envisioning another one of those, like, what are you doing kind of plays. He's good for one of those every game though. I like that, <sighs> that shit doesn't bother me is I, I think, I think Kyle knows that man, especially if he's kind of fucked up. So they're going to run the ball. Well, I'll be yeah. shocked if Jimmy G throws the ball more than like 16 times. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way he throws it more than 15. But, like, do you guys remember week three? The Niners were down 17 to nothing. Somehow scored right before the half to make it, okay, we get the ball to start. Sorry, Joe, I said we. Yeah, Trey um, Lance. Trey Lance got that touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, right. And it was just like, okay, they're back in the game. It's 28-27. They lose 30-28. But my point is, scored 28 points in essentially a half. Like, as long as they stay out of their own way and Jimmy G can convert those, because you know there's going to be those short down third and convert. So that's they a, can take that's care in of Santa that. Clara, though. That's in Santa Clara. That's not Lambeau Field. That's yeah, way different. Whatever, dude. The Niners went in there nine years ago and beat their asses, and they'll do the same. Nine years ago? Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, it doesn't nice. make how many How, how often did we talk about home field advantage? Like, who cares? Lambo, Lambo does. Lambo like, is twenty in the years home ago. Lambo had that record, but now teams go in there all the time and beat the Packers in Lambo. Like it doesn't have the same lore. This isn't the frozen tundra of the good old days. Like that shit is long gone. I disagree, but that's fine. I wonder <laughs> from what you guys. If are this talking game's about. in San Francisco, if this game's in San Francisco, what's the spread? Well, Santa Clara. Sorry, the Niners are too dumb to put a stadium in San Francisco. <laughs> Apparently a pick, I guess. Oh come on! Oh. There's no way, Kyle. There's no way that's a pick 'em if they're in San Francisco. There's no chance. No, it's like three or three and a half. Yes, right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I wonder, from what you guys are talking about, if there's a good prop for like Jimmy pass attempts under. What do you think that number comes in at, or is it too low? Do you think it's going to be? I think the, I think it's going. Vegas is going to set it too low. Yeah, or maybe they just fuck with us and just set it at like. It won't be fifteen though. It might be like twenty or twenty-one or something. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they'll they'll put it at twenty-one. Just thinking, attempts. You know, the, yeah, attempts. Because yeah, because I think the public the public always fires props overs, right? So they're gonna they're gonna put a little inflated line, but everybody mm-hmm. knows Jimmy's hurt. So I don't know. 
it's hard to find value there. We don't. The know other thing to... to watch with this one, and and I got to shout out uh, Haberman and Middlecoff. Joe, Joe, you got me on that. And they were talking about special teams, and apparently Kyle Shanahan made a comment to Jay Feely, the CBS guy, and he said, "Yes, what did he? Do you remember what he said, Joe, about special about their special teams? Like he said, hopefully it doesn't uh, ruin us or whatever. The like what I can't remember the exact word like we don't feel good about it, but hopefully it doesn't fuck us essentially. Yeah." Yeah, he's like, uh, it was just a bump in the road. It's like giving up a fucking fourth down or a, a fake punt and yeah. all this other bullshit. It's not just a bump in a road. A bump in the road's like a missed tackle or, you know, something like that. Yeah, so essentially translation, our special teams is shit. And hopefully it doesn't oh, lose the game. Now the Packers special teams is shit too. Lombardi's always on them about LaFleur and their special teams. So I have a feeling we're going to see something crazy. Yeah. Crosby's I, thought, I thought you guys were talking oh. about Crosby. They talked about it on Follow the Money. Like, oh. couldn't you see the Packers losing on a Crosby doink or something like that? I mean, yeah, I could totally <laughs> That'd be see pretty that. sick. I could hey, totally one, see one, that. Before we wrap up talking about this game, I got to do one quick shout out. My buddy Chad Zingarelli went to college with at Fresno State. Good dude. Is going to be at the game. Even though he's a Packers fan, oh. so fuck you, but still. Love you, dude, and uh, have fun in uh, Lambo. Wow, that's epic. Hopefully, his dick doesn't freeze off in minus one degree. He's very Italian. It might. It might. <laughs> oh God! All right, let's do a break, and uh, we've got. We'll talk about the Sunday games on the other side. Whatever. All right, so let's talk about the last two games, the two Sunday games: uh, Rams, Bucks. Now, the narrative on this one has been everybody's saying you have to fade the team that played Monday night. That was such a weird quirk in the NFL's playoff schedule this season, how you're going to have a team play on Monday night in the playoffs and be on a short week. Like, that's kind of fucked. And that's the situation the Rams are in. Uh, This number has basically stood firm at three, although I do see a couple places are at three even. So for those who are wanting to bet the Bucks or the Rams, you got to lay a little juice to take the points. I don't know if this is going to come off three fully, but Joe, what do you think about that narrative of the short rest? Like there's such a disadvantage having to play Monday night and then travel to a road game on short rest. You put anything into that? Not too much. Yeah, it does. I think it does make a difference. I mean, we could, I guess this is the perfect spot to put a West coast team traveling East, right? But it's what is it? It's the noon game on Sunday, right? So it's not yeah. really an early start. I mean, body clocks will be they'll, they'll adjust to it, dude. But this line consensus, what I'm seeing is Rams plus two and a half. So something's happening. Something's happening. There's a lot of money coming on the Rams, but I don't know, man. It's this is a tough handicap. I'll let Chris talk about it, but I I lean Bucks, but I mean, I'll let Dan decide. Obviously, it's going to be Rams, but you know. Chris is a Rams fan and a Rams homer, so let's let him talk about it. <laughs> no, I'm not a Rams homer. I love to fade them. Uh, obviously, I bet the Cardinals on Monday night, then bet the uh, the Rams. But, yeah, I just think uh, we're going to be on them, and it's going to be hopefully a little – it's just kind of a smelly dog to me. I mean, you've got the, the Super Bowl champs, and it's under a field. Like, Joe just said two and a half. Like, why is it not going to three and a half? So, you know when everyone's going to see it, kind of like the – the Chiefs line, like why the Chiefs going down to one and a half, like free money, right? Home team, better team. So just kind of smelling. I know Dan will be on the Bucks, and I'm ready to fire the Rams. I might sprinkle a little on plus 130 or 40, whatever the money line is, and uh, see if we can 
get some mayhem. I like I said, let's get some dogs barking this weekend. Honestly, dude, that would be the if the Niners win on Saturday and then the Rams win on Sunday and then they go have the NFC Championship at SoFi here in LA. That would be personally ideal situation. You get that to go, right? Christine would probably get to go, huh? Um, I don't know. It depends on who goes and if they if anybody drops out or gets COVID or some bullshit, then they have extra tickets and then I can go. But I highly doubt it for an NFC championship, but it would be pretty epic. Well, it would be crazy because everybody's expecting Packers Bucks. Like everyone thinks, okay, the NFL wants Rodgers versus Brady. Obviously, they played last year. They want the rematch. It's the two biggest names. So if if the fucking Niners and Rams are able to just say no thanks to that, we're going to play each other. And, you know, that's a great matchup. And then you'd have the narrative. Kyle Shanahan owns McVay. He's his daddy. And the Rams can't win against those guys. That would be that would be crazy. Uh, but for this game, Joe, don't you just I mean, same thing. I just envision Stafford doing something stupid and ridiculous where you're like, that's why they won't win with that guy. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's just fuck, dude. Like you can either going to get you're either going to get good Stafford. Or you're going to get dog shit Stafford. And last week they got good Stafford. The week before they got dog shit Stafford. It's, he didn't have to do anything last week. Yeah, you didn't and, have to do shit. A, right, and that it's I, I've never seen a quarterback that's praised so high that like just he'll play some games where you're like, what the fuck is he doing? And you know, uh, fuck, dude, I think this is a good spot for him, honestly, to go to Tampa. There, it, there's not a lot of pressure on the Rams. I think this is all Tampa has to win at home. They have to win. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl last year, but I feel like there's more pressure on the Ram on the on Tampa to perform rather than the Rams at this point. There's a lot, like, I think the talking heads at ESPN are talking the Rams up, but, man, it just, it's such a hard game to handicap for me. I can't, I don't really have a a lean, like, I think Tampa, but Den's going to decide. But like I said, dude, it's just, it's just a really, really hard, hard game to handicap for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't get past what somebody said the other day about, well, their, their weapons are all depleted, and we're like, all right, is so they're going to have Gronk going down the middle, and Eric Weddle off the couch is going to is going to be playing defense on that. Okay, uh, I don't know. I, I know there's injury issues with the Bucks. They've had a lot of guys, and the interesting thing about this one to me is that both these teams' opponents totally no showed last week. Arizona, thanks for playing. Philly, thanks for playing. So these two teams both had such easy games that now that they're playing a competent opponent, and I'm not saying the Rams are bad or Stafford's bad. I just think he's going to do something dumb. He's going to throw not a Kyler level pick, but something like that. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens here. I have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, yeah, Joe. Kinda... I think Bucks, but I, who the fuck knows? Yeah, it's, it's scary because I just heard, like, I think all time, Brady's 14 and two straight. I don't know what he is against the spread, but 14 and two and then eight and no his last eight division games. I mean, he dominates, so it's really scary, but it's, again, it's why it makes it smellier. I'm kind of happy that they blew out the Eagles because now everyone, like, if the Bucks would have struggled with the Eagles, then they probably would have, you know, Rams probably would have been a more trendy dog, but they're not. And um, yeah, but like you guys talked about before, Jimmy G makes mistakes. He made mistakes against the Rams. They won. Made, he made a bad mistake, like you said, Matt, against the Cowboys. They won. And Matt Stafford makes a mistake. He just can't do the really bad stuff. Hopefully he tightens it up and figures it out. So very interesting. 
I think the biggest mismatch though is the Rams running against the Bucks defense. I think the Bucks run D is unbelievable. Like they shut the fucking Eagles down, who were the number one rushing team in the NFL. So if they shut down the run game, and if the Bucks shut down the Rams run game and, and they force Stafford to throw the ball 40 times, this motherfucker's gonna throw at least one or two picks. That might be a good prop pick, prop bet, honestly. Over one over is uh, you know, half a interception. It'd probably what, be what, juice to like I was gonna say what but juice still, would you I, lay? I would lay anything under minus one fifty, probably. Okay. You gotta you gotta imagine he's gonna throw one. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, with how with they're obviously gonna have to throw more than they did against Arizona, like you said. I like that. I'm gonna I'll, I'll especially too because like the narrative is the Bucks corners are hurt, their secondary is fucked up, you know. But if they can't run the ball, they're going to have to throw it and, you know, tip passes, all that bullshit. Maybe Jason Pierre-Paul can catch one with his three fingers. <laughs> well, the last game the last game is going to be incredible. Uh, I love that they put Bills Chiefs uh, as the, the nightcap on Sunday to wrap up the weekend. This line, what did this open at? Was it two and a half or was it two? Two and a half. Okay. And I mean, this has gone down to two, one and a half. Some places are one and a half right now. Some places are two. This is obviously going to be one that gets hit really hard on game day because it's the last game of the weekend. Um, Holy shit. I mean, I don't know what to think. Both, again, both teams had really easy games last week. Uh, These teams played each other early in the season. What do you think, Joe? Um, dude, this is for me without Den, this is 100% of Bill's bet only because of the differential 37% of bets right now, 80% of the money is on the bills. So that would be a bills bet for me, probably sprink money line. Why even take the fucking points? But what scares me more than anything is Josh Allen. Like I said, on the other pod has essentially played two perfect games in a row. This shit can't continue. I mean, it can continue, but it, what are the chances it does? He's due for a fuck up. He's due for a fucking clunker. And why not in KC? Would that, you know, that could happen. 100% could happen. You know, that, that talk about home field advantage. They're one of the few teams that still have that motherfucker. That thing's going to be rocking. So, man, it's a tough game, man. Every, every game's tough at this point, but I just look at those, those numbers and I'll watch them throughout the week and see what happens. Joe, do you think if this game was in Buffalo, is the line just flipped? Yeah, one hundred percent. It's uh, it would be the same line, or maybe Buffalo minus one, or even a pick 'em, depending on the where the the money's going. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bills are kind of a trendy team, but even uh, they said John Murray and the consensus in the sports book uh, was that the Bills are the one of the highest power rated teams in the league right now. So it makes sense. Um, I, I think Den likes them like a lot of the public does, like Joe said, a little differential. A lot of the Sharps are saying, look, if you're going to give me uh, Kansas City, you know, one of the best teams consistently in the league at uh, under, you know, field good, especially down at one and a half, one. And at that point, you can money line it, just lay a little bit, just, just go out and win the game. And uh, maybe that's the side we're going to be on if Den fires Bills and we'll just hope Mahomes can, can do his thing, get to another AFC championship. Can we talk about this wild ass total though? We're we're approaching like college football levels here. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll be I on mean, the under, no doubt. I'll be on the under. Um, One billion percent. Fucking suck because it's probably going to be 21 fucking 17, like in the middle of the third quarter. And we're going to be like, fuck, we're dead. Chris, it'll but, be 14 7 in the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. Dude, what if we get a clanker, though? Like, what if, yeah. what, what if we get a clanker yeah. from Pat, Patrick Mahomes? Like, that Dude, Bill's defense that already fucking... proved they can shut his ass down. Very true, but look at that. I thought that that fucking Steelers game was a dead under when it was 0-0. What did they do? They went off for 60 and three quarters. Like, yeah. that's what the fucking teams can do, just fire off, like, unbelievable. And Dan, you know, he'll do his first half. And all these, I think we could look back. I think all of these games, besides maybe the Eagles one, has gone over first half. I know the fuck, and the Rams, I know the, obviously, we laughed because we said, holy fuck you, that's a bad beat on the Steelers and the under if you had that. But that, that Cincy... Raiders game was flying over the the Bills and Pats flew over like all these games just come out fucking firing now. What about um Josh Allen rushing props? Uh I guess Attempts. I know Joe had it last week. I know there was a good one last week against I the, did have it last week. Yeah. What was it? What were the numbers, Joe? It was 41 it was like and a half. 41. Yeah, I wonder if we should look. It might be. I wonder how inflated it'll be this week. Yeah, see if they raise it to some like 47, 48. Like, what about attempts? Because, like, every third down they, they need, he he might tuck it and run for 10, Dude, 11, those, 12 yards. They can't run for shit either. No. So, I don't know. Sharp, Something to look at. Sharp. Something to look at. We'll see. All built into the line, man. That's what the dude is so fucking hard to fire props. Yeah. It it's all built. You guys, are, we find value, but it's like, fuck, man. They're, all that shit's built in. They're smarter than us. The, yeah. Ask Dave Sherapan. <laughs> yep. That's right. All right, guys. Good shit. I know we're going to let uh, Dan lead our cogs to our plays this weekend, but uh, I like all the info. I like the leans. Uh, I like the takes by all, all the dads. So hopefully, this is an epic weekend when we don't have some of the blowouts that we had last time. And I guess we'll see everybody next week for conference championships. We'll probably do a pod uh, Monday to recap all this. And then another one late next week to give our final thoughts, just like we did this week. So uh, Joe, Chris, you guys got anything else? Okay. Yeah. And then shout out Debo Samuel rocking the tiger wood shirt. Really love that. We do love that. Debo is a hundred thousand percent a dad. Big time. Actually, he just God. he just literally became a dad. He had a, a kid like dad? two weeks ago. Yeah, he, oh, he had wow. a child two weeks ago. He's gonna have Samuel Jr. on his jersey next season. Oh wow, that's awesome. Love that. Shout out Debo. Junior or senior? Shit. <laughs> senior, right? Did I say junior? <laughs> yeah. Right. Dad's had dad's had three and a half drinks since this fucker started. So <laughs> All right, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna let dad go so he can get blagged. Chris, just <laughs> remind everybody what happens when you bet on scum. Sometimes you step in a steamy pile of shit. This is Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fade you. Fade the fuck out of you.